Welcome to Season 11, dear. Episode 70. A wonderful, charming episode where, weirdly, history actually exists in, in on Earth in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, the Time Warrior. What? Who? A warrior of Who's time. Who's the Time Warrior? A warrior of time. Oh, I didn't get it. Not it. Not even really. He's just kind of there. He didn't really travel in time. He just crashed. There's a little bit, of, a little bit, a little, a little bit of Tiny Tim travel. Mm -hmm. But but it's not really yeah. like a warrior of time. I don't know. It's fine. Oh, he's a warrior. It's not like he's a warrior of time. It's more like he's a warrior in time. It's kind of a play on words. Mm -hmm. Not a great play on words. There were the other names that it were uh, were the fugitive, the time fugitive, and the time survivor, which I feel actually kind of are more apt. But you know, they went with the time warrior, so whatever. <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, I guess I should talk about it, right? You should. Do I have to? Yep. Damn. Okay, I guess. We got, we got ten, we got sixteen <gasps> more seasons. Oh, don't tell me that. Oh. And then we're onto the new series. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I hate this. Hey, you'll get to watch all of Christopher Eccleston's ones We're again. gonna be doing this for years. Eh, probably two to three years. And then we'll go on to Star Trek. Fuck you! <laughs> no, the podcast is fucking over when we catch up. Fuck you. <sighs> okay, it's a medieval era. And everybody's getting fucking drunk and pissy about bad food. And they're like, we should kill our neighbor and take their food. But then they see a star coming down. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And then they go, let's go kill it. And they're like, no, it's dark. I'm scared. And then they're like, okay, at dawn then. So now it's dawn. They found the thing. He looks like Jon Snow, so that's what I'm going to call him. The The star thing mm -hmm. opens. It's obviously a ship. A uh, man comes out in armor. Jon Snow tries to fight him. And the dude blows his sword out of his hand. And he goes, hey, no, I'm here for peace, bro. And he's like, hmm. He's a, uh, okay, Sontaran. I keep wanting to say Sontaran. 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 Officer named Lynx. I only... Think Sultana. I'm only knowing what that... Because he looks like one, too. Yeah? <laughs> Can I? Am I allowed to? I thought I had to. No. No? Okay, bye. <laughs> keep going. So, the only reason I know what he is is because I've seen their race in a later episode of Doctor Who. Um, I believe mm -hmm. specifically... Oh, fuck, I forgot his the name. The Poison Sky and the Sontaran Stratagem? Oh, fuck, no. Uh, after Tenet, what's Donna? his name? Because I thought he was with... Oh, Strax? Yeah, he's the one that I think of. Matt's the Victorian one? You remember Strax? Okay, yeah. I didn't think you watched that era. Yeah, I did. I didn't really like okay. it, but I watched it. For some of it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was around, my exact thoughts too on it. <laughs> around the time a certain companion came up, I kind of stopped watching. Anyway, Jon Snow wants to be a jackass. Lynx is like, dude, seriously? <laughs> also, apparently he stole the castle from a king while the king's army was away. Lynx is like, here, have weapons. And he's like, cool, I want you. 
in return, I want a place to stay and I need circuitry and shit. And he's like, well, we don't have that. And he's like, it's fine. I'll take it from someone who does. We see the doctor is moving into a new jail cell apart thing now. Uh, and it's for a lot of scientists and everything is very secret and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We actually never learn what the fuck they're doing. Robo Boy is no, trying, we don't, do we? trying to be busy. Jon Snow is like, fucking talk to me. And the dudes now have swords, which is fun. Also, a doctor named Rubbish. It, it was like Rubbish, but it's Rubbish is here to hang with the doctor. And he hasn't seen his family in like three days. And then a woman comes in and she's like, my name is Smith, too. I'm a virologist. And he's like, mm-hmm. But she might have apparently written this paper when she was five. So she's like, actually, I'm a journalist. And she's like, fuck it. I'm going to go into TARDIS to make coffee. Then the doctor fucks off. Queen from neighbor country <laughs> to Jon Snow is like, can you stop this shit? And he's like, nah. And a boy is caught bringing a message from one place to another. And it's of an attack, but no one could read it, so it doesn't matter. John says, hey, future bro, we have a prisoner. And he goes, give me him. I'll get him to tell you what, she, what he wants. And Felix, apparently fucking Felix, Lynx. Lynx. Why did I say Felix? Felix the cat. Yeah, Felix the cat. Uh, Lynx fucking loves war. That's his whole thing. Uh, the professor with the doctor figures out that the chick isn't a virologist, and he's like, should we tell the brig? And the doctor's like, eh, I'm building an alarm clock. And she comes in and goes, ooh, what's that? And then leaves again. And then Link's brain washes the prisoner, and he answers everything they want. And then Lynx leaves. The doctor has found Delta particles, which is what his alarm clock was searching for. Rubbish, meanwhile, disappears. The doctor does a thing which... Shows the ghost of Lynx showing up randomly. It's not really explained. The doctor is ready to leave to follow the Delta Trail. And the brigadier is like, excuse me, what the fuck? And they're like, they're transferring people from this time to the past time and fucking up stuff. And they're arguing with each other. Reporter sneaks into the TARDIS. Off they go. He leaves the brig behind. And now they're back in time. And then the reporter comes down and goes, ooh, I got to report this. I need a telephone and runs off. Jon Snow is talking about is taking over talking about taking over a castle while an archer shoots at him, but the reporter, Sarah, um, is like, hey, what are you doing? And he and he misses. And then the reporter gets kidnapped while the doctor watches, and he also sees Lynx taken off his helmet, and he's like, oh! and that's the episode. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. So, Sarah Jane Smith, welcome to one of the most remembered, revered, and beloved companions of the classic series. Um, so beloved that uh, uh, they attempted to give her a spin-off series in the eighties, which um, we may just watch sometime. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I say we may just watch. They tried to give her a spin-off, and it wasn't even hers, because she wasn't the lead character. It was one episode, and it was fucking awful. Everyone hated it, and everyone hated working on it. It was amazing. Uh, Canine and Friends is, is, is great in how terrible it is. Um, so, Time Warrior. What a... What a... Wow, Sontarans. What a fucking... What are they? You ask. 
I know because you really are curious about what the Sun Tyrants are actually based on. Uh, I'm thank you for asking, dear. The Sun Tyrants are based on Robert Holmes had been reading, you know, a little bit of books, a few books here and there about um history here and there. Um, he had been reading up mainly about sort of military strategy in the early 19th century by uh, Prussia and, you know, Germany, etc. That sort of region of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sort of wrote the Sontarans as like a hyper extreme of this sort of style of military might, of military exceptionism, uh, of... Uh, of, of uh, you know, it, 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 focusing so purely on military conquest and military might that it's like, it's all they're known for. It's all they are. Um, it's all they can be. Um, but also Robert Holmes kind of hated working on this script because uh, he and they had been avoiding doing historical scripts for some time because producer Barry Letts had it in his mind that um, doing a purely historical episode was a ratings killer for Doctor Who, which has some some truth to it, but also uh, isn't entirely true. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, so they had a compromise, and the compromise was, I'll write you a historical, but we're going to change it a little bit so it's actually interesting. So instead, it's a, what if an alien goes back in time to try and alter human trajectory? Um, So it's a historical, but there's still science fiction elements in it to make it interesting because it's, you know, people, historicals can be hit or miss. They can be extremely boring or as is, as was a problem with something like uh, uh, the Time Meddler, which was a very old episode that we watched, which was about the Vikings and about, you know. Normandy and everything, mm-hmm. the Battle of Hastings. Um, they had to spend an entire episode dedicated to telling people why it would be a bad idea for history to not, you know, play out the way it's meant to. Whereas this one, it's like, okay, people know this history somewhat. Like, you make it obvious they shouldn't have guns in the Middle Ages. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, if they do that, then they'll have, like, atomic bombs by now, and they'll kill themselves, and they're too savage to have them. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though some would argue we are savage now. But, uh, yes, Robert Holmes also really disliked it so much that uh, when he sent the script along, he he, uh, prepared it in the form of a military communique between the Sontarans, uh, and he named the Sontarans Hol, Mez, and Teren, Sadiqs, which, you know, were uh, Holmes himself and Terence Dix, the script editor, because he was like, I'm fucking, I, I hate that you're making me do this, so I'm just gonna, here, tongue in cheek, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, you're my, you're my superior, and I hate this, you're a Sontaran. Um, but yeah, what happens in the next episode, yeah? Uh, so Jon Snow is watching weapons be sharpened, because it's like this weird cut, and like, not really... A flashback, and they bring in Sarah, and they steal her mm-hmm. necklace, and goes, "We'll fucking murder you," and I want to throw you in the dungeon. Um, 
Uh, oh, they caught the archer too, by the way, and Sarah doesn't really understand what's going on. She's scared as shit, doesn't understand, thinks of role-playing, and then she's like, wait, no, you're a tourist thing. Uh, she's like, everything's really gross, and he's like, shut up! And then Lynx comes in and doesn't understand what a girl is, mind-washes her, asks her questions. Also, here's your new weapon, it's a rifle. Or, no, it's a suit of steel with nothing in it. It can fight, it's a robot. Let's make a ton of them. Uh, doctor catches Sarah running away and wandering around. Uh, dude then sicks the armor robot on the archer instead of when he was gonna be about to be beheaded, basically. If he wins, he leaves. Uh, but the arrows do nothing. And then the doctor, instead seeing all this, shoots the remote control out of Jon Snow's hand, which makes him attack Jon Snow instead. And then he falls over <gasps> like, no, because his head got cut off. <laughs> Snow goes, listen to me. And then, oh, God, you're so ugly when he sees Lynx's face. Lynx goes to deactivate the suit. Doctor sneaks into the room. And we see the scientists in the background that are here brainwashed. Also guns. Uh, the mind washing didn't affect rubbish, probably because of his big brain. Actually, it's the fact that he forgot his glasses and he doesn't understand the era. The doctor tries to get him to leave, but then Lynx breaks in and goes, are you the doctor? And brainwash time. <coughs> oh. Sarah's with the archer at the neighbor place and they're learning about stars. And she thinks that the doctor's causing all this shit and he's evil. So she has a plan to steal the doctor. The doctor is survived, and the doctor has survived. Come on, dear. Grammar. Um, and Lynx is like, you're not a human. The fuck? Oh, you're a time lord. Cool. Uh, I'm going to put you under auto control, so you do my programming. Put on these razor headphones with cat ears and do my stuff. And they're like, no, at this rate, you're going to have nukes. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Doctor's forced to do the programming, can't take his headset off without being, like, electrocuted. And then he's like, Professor, come here, help me, turn this switch. And then he turns the wrong switch, almost killing him. Doctor then gets the right switch, and he takes it off. He also realizes he needs to find Sarah, and there's a joke about him being too old for girls, which was a lot. Uh, Sarah is here, by the way, for the attack to steal the doctor. Jon Snow is talking about shooting the doctor, and then... He starts to make a break for it by throwing buckets and running in circles. But then they stop him and he's like, you hit me. Nobody hits me. You're going <laughs> to die. And then that's the episode. You're going to die. Mm -hmm. You've got the problem. You're going to die. Ow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Barry Letts, the producer, initially wanted... Uh, for the role of Iron Gron, who Deer has been calling Jon Snow, which, you know, fairly apt. Um, I only call him that because uh, he has, like, the same haircut and, like, a black fur cloak thing. So. True, true. And he is a bit... is He is a bit... iffy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, jo who who is Jon Snow? This is this is an elaborate question that needs asking. Um, so, initially, Barry Letts wanted him played by Bob Hoskins, who you may know as Mario Mario from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Are you so, kidding me? I'm not kidding. Um, initially, Bob Hoskins... <laughs> 
And then <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just now imagining him playing Mario in this episode. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> Don't Sorry. shoot! Don't um, just shoot me. So, also, this is initially the first episode where uh, uh, the Doctor actually refers to his planet as Gallifrey, I believe. Uh, he might have mentioned it previously, but initially in the script it was called Gallifrey. So they, I don't know what happened there. They changed it mid-script to performance. This just happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> but also because of their weird feelings on historical episodes, this is also the only televised pseudo historical that the third doctor ever has. Um, this is the only one he gets. Every other one is either modern day or, uh, aliens on another planet sort of thing, uh, which, you know, I wish they did more historical stuff because the compromise of historical, but there's aliens is an interesting concept and they actually do a lot of it, uh, in coming up and in the new series as well. Um, but for some reason, they only do this one for the third doctor, probably because Barry Letts was fucking terrified of doing it and losing ratings because, uh, he's, uh, trying not to lose all his credibility. <laughs> uh, but what happens in the next episode, dear? Uh, the archer shoots the axe out of Jon Snow's hand while the doctor runs away. And they're like, oh, thank you for saving me. Oh, you're capturing me. Whoops. And then Lynx realizes that the doctor escaped. The professor is using a grinder nearby to make some glasses, which is not how that works at all. Uh, so he can no, it's see. No, it's totally how it works. Sarah wants to know about the TARDIS and also tell me about the alien. Oh, by the way, hi, King and Queen. This is the doctor. And he's like, well, are they going to serve us? And he's like, I don't know. And then they're like, wow, you're an asshole. Doctor is going to make an illusion that they are going to make more army men so that they don't get attacked. Lynx is going to head Arm into man. battle uh, with everyone and off they go. And the doctor's making noxish, noc nox, noxious, noxious, noctus. Really noxious gas no. bombs. Noxious. And Sarah's like, wait, you could just time travel? Why don't you leave? And he's like, I've got to help people. And what the fuck? Uh, evil guy comes up to the castle, sees all the fake dudes that they made and goes, all right, let's leave. And then Lynx is like, what the fuck? No, use a rifle to shoot them. And he's like, okay. And then they realize they're dummies and attack the place anyway. So the doctor like chucks all the gas bombs down. They just all run away. Jon Snow goes home and is upset, and everyone's like, all of you are scared babies, and Lynx comes up and goes, dude, you literally retreated first, and then throws Jon at a table and walks off. Sarah and the Doctor are not on speaking terms. The King worries that Jon's going to come back and attack, so instead the Doctor asks the Queen if she has any herbs to smoke that dank weed, and she goes, yes. A bunch of weird monks suddenly <laughs> come up to the castle and point them towards Jon Snow, and haha, it's the Sarah, the Doctor, actually. While they hide from Lynx, they check out his workshop, they see that the scientists, Doctor, whatever, have started to collapse, and they are dying from starvation. Mood. Yeah. <clears throat> the ship is almost ready to leave, and it's going to have an explosion when it does, apparently. Meanwhile, Lynx gives the dudes more rifles and bullets. Also, I'm leaving soon. Bye! Lynx goes back to the world shop. Doctor's like, don't hurt him. You're going to fuck people up and I'm here to help you. 
if you help me remove the weapons and send people home, I'll fix your ship so you can leave. And he's like, okay, here's my answer. And then he goes and he shoots him. That's that's the episode. Pew, 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 pew. Well, it's more like a... Mm-hmm. Like a yes, it's, it's a very it's bad noise. A red, red circle. Um. <laughs> so, as I said, Barry Letts was a little bit paranoid about the historicals. Um, and part of that reason is because remember, he and Terence Sticks were trying to gear up to jump ship from Doctor Who to go to working on their new series, Moonbase Three, which had just been given the green light. So they were given the green light for six episodes and they were gearing up to get it done and to to go and leave Doctor Who, essentially, uh, in more capable hands. Uh, what this means is that they are not, not phoning it in for their last season. They are very paranoid about making it good because they don't want to leave Doctor Who behind and, you know, have it fall apart. They want it to, to work well. Uh, so that's why... They're paranoid about, okay, we have to make sure it's a good episode. We have to make sure everything's good and it doesn't fall apart and it isn't terrible. And there are good writers and people are writing good things and the people aren't, you know, turning off. Um, uh, so another reason why Robert Holmes hated this, so writing this story, was he has... A well, it's not just exclusive to him, but a lot of writers would hate writing historical stories. Leads to a problem where you will get letters about how inaccurate certain aspects of your story <laughs> are. And he was like, "Listen, I already get letters from very smart eleven-year-olds who will tell me I'm wrong about something. Doing a historical means you get letters from smart eleven-year-olds who who." think they know something, as well as history professors who are watching the show who know something. For instance, something that Barry, not Barry, something that Deer actually pointed out while we were watching, and I'm so glad they did, because I read about it, it was like, I would never fucking notice that. The apples in yeah. this story shouldn't exist at this time. They were not introduced to Britain uh, until the 19th century. So... They're about 600 years off, <laughs> thereabouts. Um, mainly the apple that uh, Iron Gron uses as target practice, but also a bowl of apples. Mm -hmm. uh, that specific uh, sort of flavor, genre, what do you call them again? Species? Species. No, no it's a species. Species? Yep. Oh, I thought it was something else. Uh, certain types of clothing of apples... Uh, shouldn't exist. So it's like, aha, that's the Starbucks cup of its day. Um, there's your timely reference. Uh, <laughs> so Robert Holmes was like, don't make me do this. But he did it in the end and it was like, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, Lynx, the Sontaran, his appearance was a collaboration between uh, costume designer James Aikson and makeup designer Sandra Exelby, who, uh, usually worked, uh, who worked on it. At, from the inspiration of Robert Holmes's description of a cross between a human and a toad. So, Iron Gron's constant bemoaning of calling Link's toad face was uh, kind of on point, considering he's based on a toad. Uh, it, it looks great. It looks 
he he I I think this is probably my favorite design of the Sontarans in the classic series. Uh from here on out when they appear, it gets less and less detailed and the budget gets more and more slashed. <laughs> um so yeah, it uh it's it, it, when he first appears, he has a a small case of uh, tongue too much out itis. Uh, and it looks disgusting, but it's meant to look disgusting. But also, the costume itself was really heavy, and the makeup was really hard for uh, Kevin Lindsay, the the actor underneath, to wear. You um, don't. He say. said it interfered with his breathing, and at one point he actually collapsed under the weight of the mask and the helmet. Um, but it was also revealed that he had a heart condition, which probably would have hurt a little bit with that as well. Oh, hey, Moon. Uh, <laughs> which Moon. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. W- were you wearing Sontaran uh, prosthetics and, and makeup when you found out, do you? Uh, no, but I was uh, told to pick up the pace when moving into my apartment and forced to pick up things that I couldn't carry and collapsed under some of them. What's up? Oh, okay. Um, well, it's got dark. that's a good thing then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing real quick before we go on. Um, I'm so sorry. You know. <laughs> uh, the only thing that Robert Holmes remembered about the shoot of this episode was that apparently Terence Dix uh, ate kippers with vinegar on the train to the location filming. That's all he remembers about this story, which, you know, that's something to remember. Ugh, kippers with vinegar. I hate vinegar. Um, Fucking love vinegar. But speaking of, like, historically inaccurate things and apples, uh, there's a weird misconception people have about this story about potatoes in it. Um... There being potatoes, and, well, it was being a very common thing that potatoes didn't exist until Sir Walter Raleigh brought them back from the Americas in around about the 16th century. Um, Uh But they're not actually referred to in the story. They're referred to in the novelization. And, like, Sarah does pick up, like, a vegetable in the episode, but it's not a potato. It's more likely an onion. So it's like, I'm struggling to find out or understand why a lot of people seem to think there's, like, Ah, yes, fun fact about this episode, they talk about potatoes, but potatoes didn't exist back then, like, in Britain. It's like, no, it's not potatoes. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of weird misconceptions about Doctor Who episodes. Um, but what happens in the next <sighs> part, dear? Because remember, they're parts now, not episodes. Yeah, I know. Sarah stops him from killing the Doctor by going, no! And then we see that more professors are collapsing. We see Rubbish grabs a bat. Doctor talks about how Lynx's one weakness is the pipe in the back of his neck, which Rubbish hits, knocking him down. They tie him up. Sarah goes to slip John Snow some drugs. John Snow sends someone mm. to fetch Lynx. Doctor puts on Lynx's helmet in order to trick the guard. It works. Sarah, for some reason, is stealing apples, gets caught by the beer wench. However, fakes being a beggar, and the beer wench is like, okay, I'll hire you. Make food. And the doctor has put armor on from Lynx and pretends to be a robot. And they're like, okay, well then let's fight you. And the doctor's like, no, please, I, it's fine. You'll damage my circuits. And then Sarah is making a bunch of food and stuff while Beer Lady watches her. And they're like, this is so hard fighting this robot. Let's slow it down by shooting it with arrows. And then the doctor responds, of course, going, that's dumb. And then they're like, wait, and they pull up the helmet and they're like, oh, it's you. Uh, Before killing him, they want to give him a worse death. So they wait. Sarah has a moment where she talks about how women should be free to make their own choices. 
freaks out oatmeal girl about a big spider and pours in the drugs into the oatmeal. Meanwhile, <gasps> Rubbish and the other professors are waking up and they're like, we'll head home soon. Maybe. It's fine. He'll come back. Pro- probably. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. It's so good. He tends to come back sometimes, but not always. It, uh, it's fine. Uh, John Snow it's comes fine. in to figure out where uh, Lynx is and gets cranky about it before finding him on the floor. Do- cuts him free and the doctor is now in prison and he's going to be shot with all the new rifles that they own. Lynx wants a weapon so we can just kill him and Sarah runs towards the shooting sounds. Sarah is going to drop the chandelier so he can swing on it and run away because of fucking course he does. Of course he does. The doctor goes to leave the castle, does a magic trick punch to the face of the guards. Then they go back to the other neighboring castle and have dinner, waiting for everybody to fall asleep. But the ship is ready for takeoff now. It just needs to build up power so it can leave. The doctor is at the TARDIS getting a big old metal fan circle. And then all the guards start passing out at the first castle. Doctor walks back into the castle, goes to take something from the ship and try to turn the ship off. Ship off. It can't be turned off, but he got the thing he wanted, so it's fine. So let's send all the scientists back. Then Lynx want to leave, wants to leave. Jon Snow does not want him to leave. Then everyone falls asleep while Lynx leaves. The doctor makes Lynx's wand gun not work with his shield fan by deflecting it or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it's, it's it's it is weird. He disarms him. It's fight time. Doctor gets thrown to the ground. Jon Snow comes up saying, "I'm gonna fight Lynx," and then Archer tells all the fucking dudes to run if they want to live. So they're like, "Fuck this," and they do. And then the Archer fucking kills Lynx by shooting him in the neck, making him hit the takeoff button on his ship, and then the ship is going to explode so they all run away and then the show explodes uh, explodes explodes something in a quarry in a totally different area and then we cut back to the doctor and sarah heading back to the tardis and swoosh away literally traumatizing the archer that's the episode um real quick uh Hal, the Robin Hood-looking fucking twink dude, yeah. was, uh, initially, Barry Letts was like, hey, why don't we have him as a second companion? I actually thought uh, they might Apparently, do that. though, uh, well, that was what Barry Letts wanted, but his schedule didn't line up, and then they were just like, eh, fine, we'll just leave it. It'll just be Sarah Jane. And honestly, I kind of like it that way, because Sarah Jane is, uh, a lot better by herself, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, Time Warrior, eh? Yeah. Are you a warrior of time now, what dear? What do you think I rated this, knowing the things I enjoy? I'm curious. Well, I'm sort of not going off, like, what the things you enjoy. I'm sort of going off, like, your attentiveness during, as okay, we're reviewing then go it. with that. You pointing things out. Uh, the way you talk about things or maybe rush through talking about certain things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think this is like maybe a seven or an eight for you. You actually got it right on the mark. Eight. Because, yeah, the, like you you were pointing things out that I'm like, wait a minute, Diz, like really paying attention right now. <laughs> it's like, almost like I really like fantasy. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, it's a good thing you do because there are some more stories coming up where they're like, wait a minute, it's cheap to film in the forest and there's a castle, (laughs) like, right down the road. We have free Uh, castles. Let's use them. Or we can use John's castle. Um, Um, (laughs) John's got a castle. You're not using. John's got a castle. He's not using it. His parents are fucking dead. Um, (laughs) He's just a potato (laughs) farmer now. Potato. Uh, So, the Time Warrior. Uh, Well, I'm glad you liked it, because it's a a fairly neat, I call it a quaint episode. Not, Not great, not terrible, not... Okay, it's more just like it's pretty decent. It's it's quaint, and it's and it it, it it's it sort of re reinvents and starts a really really good trend for Doctor Who, which is how do we do historical episodes but not have them be fucking boring? Because remember, some of the historical episodes have just been fucking awful, like uh. Uh, the gunfighters, where it was the last chance saloon with the fight at the OK Corral. Oof. Remember that one? Yeah. That one's universally hated. Yeah. Uh, because it's so fucking boring. Nothing happens, and the only things that do happen, it's like, yeah, I already know this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you inserted the doctor into it and nothing's changed. Um, but this sets up a wonderful precedent that they build on mainly not next season but the season after and then from there they do a little bit more um from here to there uh of historicals but make it interesting by throwing aliens in somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> uh cuz that that's the sort of thing where it's like okay science fiction can make historicals interesting and in contrast can make science fiction interesting to those who may not like science fiction which we've proven here today. We've done it. We did it. Pack it up, boys. We did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel, dear, about the fact that the next episode is called Invasion of the Dinosaurs? We'll find out later. That's... Hmm. I, I'm worried. I like dinosaurs. What are you, Dinosaurs are cool. What are you worried about? But I those words together are... Not what I want. What if I told you it was written by our favorite communist writer, Malcolm Hulk? <sighs> We're gonna end the episode now. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Invasion of the dinosaurs. I hope you like dinosaurs because there's a lot of dinosaurs. I like the stegosaurus. I put it on the Irish flag. <laughs> Well, Stegosaurus was dumb, so I took it off the Irish flag. Okay, goodbye! Why put the Stegosaurus back on the Irish Goodbye. I put the Stegosaurus... There's a Stegosaurus in the episode. Goodbye.